performerstuff.com presents In the Holding Room with Christian Abbott. Hey, everyone, and thanks for joining me in the holding room. It's Christian Abbott, your host, and we have an amazing episode planned for you today. Our Performer Spotlight segment is going to feature Gabrielle Reed. She was an original cast member for Beautiful, the Carol King musical, and she's going to be talking about perseverance and why it took her four years to make it into the Broadway show Hairspray. Our Thank You Five segment will, I'll be talking about the other shows that you need to stream. Now, everybody's watched Hamilton, but there's a lot of other shows that have been filmed live on stage that you should be watching. And I'll tell you what those are. Our Professor's Corner features the incredible Nicolette Hart, and she's gonna be talking about why you should study something else other than theater and why you shouldn't be asking Siri for answers. It's all in this episode, so stay tuned, and thank you for joining me in the holding room. Performer Stuff was created to meet the needs of folks just like you, performers, educators, and professionals in the entertainment industry. At Performer Stuff, you can search our online store for monologues and music for your next audition or to use in your classroom. On our More Good Stuff blog, you can access hundreds of articles and how-to lists created just for you by industry professionals. There are dance and voice classes and workshops at PS Academy. Plus, you can download podcasts and shows just like this one, featuring performers and entertainment pros from around the world. Basically, it's an online community just for you. So check out the website at performerstuff.com or follow us on social media. I'm so excited because today's Performer Spotlight features a Grammy Award-winning actress. She has done everything from national commercials and television shows to feature films and grace the Broadway stage. You might have seen her in the national tour of Happy Days or in Mamma Mia in Las Vegas. She was in the national tour of Hairspray and appeared in Hairspray on Broadway. She was an original cast member in Beautiful, the Carole King musical on Broadway, for which she won her Grammy Award for her participation in the recording of that cast album. Most recently, you might have seen her in Estella Scrooge, The Christmas Carol with a Twist, feature film featuring some of your favorite Broadway performers and directed by Tony Award winner John Caird. We are thrilled to welcome to The Holding Room, Gabrielle Reed. Gabrielle Reed, it is so good to see you. Thank you for joining me today. You are so welcome. I'm so glad you asked me to do this. It's wonderful to see your face. I can't believe it. You you have done so much from commercials to films to theater to Broadway, national tours. You've just run the gambit on uh, kind of all aspects of the entertainment industry. (laughs) I was wondering if you could maybe share with our audience one of your stories on how, you know, the audition that got you started or anything that you think our audience would benefit from. Yeah, um, I definitely, my, one of the ones that always comes back to my head is when I was first auditioning uh, for Hairspray, uh, which ended up being my Broadway debut. Um, but a very long time after I first started auditioning, um, I was auditioning uh, originally non-union, uh, going in for this big equity show. And uh, and it was the day of the, the what they call the cattle call, where you would show up to this audition. And even then, Hairspray was so big that they literally couldn't do it in a studio. It was too small. 
So they would do like a church downtown or something crazy. And you'd show up and the line was literally wrapped around the block, like a la American Idol style. So um, I went in for it and I would sing my song. And I I, I want to say for the entire time that I was auditioning for it, I did, my song was um, Dancing in the Streets. Just like a good 60s pop, cute song, right? Yeah, great choice. Yeah, thank you. And of course, coming out of high school, you forget sometimes that in the real world, um, roles are casted in the age range that they are actually casted. So I was like 20 years old, 22 years old, going in for, like thinking I was going in for Inez. Because I would be like, the young one, you know what I mean? Woo! And I would go in with like these pigtails and blah, blah, blah. And I wouldn't get called back. And I was like, God, I, I think I auditioned really well. And blah, blah, blah. And then finally, maybe three auditions in, casting had sort of, sort of gotten to know me. And I think they were thinking I was doing a good job. But in their heads, they were like, I don't know if she knows what she's going in for. So uh, Craig Burns, what are the, the, the head casting director of it at the time, he pulled me aside and he was like, do me a favor. He was like, I really like you. I like your energy. You're singing really well, blah, blah, blah. But when you come in next time, can you do me a favor? Can you wear like maybe a cute dress or something like that? Because I think they're going to see you more as a dynamite. Oh, came back the next time, wore my cute dress. Call back after call back after call back after call back after call back. Now, that was probably like my third time auditioning. Cut to almost four years of auditioning for this show. Between the Broadway show and the national tour at that time was going and going and going. And I would go in and I would get a call back to come back and sing later on the day and I come back and sing. And I mean, to the point where they would divide you up into three groups of, a group of three girls. They would teach you a little part of Welcome to the 60s and you would literally dance and sing at the same time as your audition with two other people, right? Call back again, come back and sing and do, um, do another dance call. It was for uh, Run and Tell That. Dance and dance and dance, dancing my booty off. I know I am killing the game. Nothing. I was like, are you serious? Kept down to the end, kept down to the end. I think this went to probably about eight times over a four year span. Cause wow. then at that point they would do what was called a required audition. If they weren't actually looking for a track hmm. every six months, uh, equity will hold a, a required audition where they have to just look and see who's out there to sort of like build files and, you know, things like that. And then finally I started realizing, I was like, Oh, I don't think anybody's leaving the show. <laughs> cool. So I have to just keep going to keep my face in their face yep. and just be like, I'm still here. And I had to go and I had to go and be consistent. And I had to go and do my best every single time, even though I knew there was a strong chance that nothing was going to happen in the end. So finally, this was audition number eight. I was doing a show in Atlantic City and I get a phone call and they're like, okay, they need you to be in New York for an immediate replacement tomorrow. So I was like, okay, great. So I'm literally, I get done with my show and I pop on a bus at like 11.30 PM. My audition, I believe was at a, maybe noon or something the next day. And it wasn't until I got to the location that I was like, what, why am I here? It was the Neil Simon Theater. <laughs> it didn't even dawn on me that it wasn't like an audition studio where I was gonna go through the same rigmarole, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, there's studios in these theaters. These theaters are tiny. They're old, blah, blah, blah. 
And I was like, okay. So I go upstairs and I go into the security guy and I was like, hi, I'm Gabrielle, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, great. Go up the second floor. Musical director is waiting for you, blah, blah, cool. I walk in, no one else is there. It's daytime at a theater. It's quiet, nothing is going on there. And I'm like, what is going on? So Lon Hoyt, the musical director at the time, he's like, hey, Gabrielle, good to see you, blah, blah. And I'm like, hi. And so he's like, hey, I just wanted to check in with you. I want to go through a couple little things, blah, blah, blah. And we go through the reprise of Welcome to the 60s. We went through like two different harmonies. He had me do this, blah, blah, blah. I brought my book and he had me do uh, Dance in the Streets. And he was like, can I take it up a key? And I was like, sure. And so he takes it up a key and I sing through it, blah, blah. And he was like, let's do one more key. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And we did, did it again. And he's like, okay. Thanks. That's it. Okay. <laughs> and I, I walk out the door. I was like, what just happened? About a half an hour later, I get the call from my agent. You got it. Whoa. I was the only person they brought in. They had seen you, what, you said eight times you went through that audition process. You know, in over like four years. <laughs> and I think that determination, that enthusiasm, that energy, and I assume how you interacted and treated people had a lot to do with the fact that you were the only person they brought in. Look, we know her, she kills it every time, she is professional. I mean, had you gone in there and had an ego or were mad that they cut you last time, they would have been like, you know what, we don't wanna work, but they brought you back because they they fell in love with what they saw. And so it's a, it's a testament to, uh, your perseverance, your professionalism. And I hope people take away the fact that you don't need to take things personally. Don't 100%. give up. Keep trying. And, and that makes me think also too, it goes to one of the best advices that I've ever gotten. Okay. Is that your audition starts the second you touch the doorknob outside. It's one of those things that you just literally have to have your energy right you have to be prepared. You have to have your song properly placed in your notebook when you go to put it down for the um, accompanist. You have to be able to give him proper tempos and also talking to him concisely, but professionally <laughs> so that he plays it properly, the way that you interact with the table and the way you walk out of the door. All your right. audition is not done until you shut the door. <laughs> I love it. Now, I know, but let's 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 bring that full circle because your audition yeah. begins the moment you touch the door handle and it doesn't end until you shut the door. I yeah. love that. Yeah. You're always performing at an audition, whoever you interact with, however you treat people. Yeah. All the way through your singing and your dance call to the way you say goodbye. And I love that. Let's all yeah. take a note on that. Your audition starts when you touch that door handle and it doesn't end until that door shuts behind you. Yeah. What's in your book? So when you auditioned for Hairspray, you said that you were singing Dancing in the Streets. Uh -huh. uh, was that the only song you brought with you? Oh, I don't remember what it was. That's all right. Point. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I usually always have a ballad um, of the genre that I'm going in for the show. So do you just have those two songs in your folder then, or do you have more songs in your bag? Oh no, I have a, I have a whole book. Um, uh, I usually will have a book that has at least, I would say probably 12 songs okay. of different genres, different tempos, 
I, in a, if I have my list for the day of like what auditions I'm actually going in for, of course I'll have those specific songs in there, but I'll always have one or two little extra things in there just for giggles. Cause you just never know when they're going to be like, can we hear something else? Yeah. And, and yeah. you have to remember to also go through that something else at some point during your day. Cause then they'll be like, can you hear something else? And you haven't sang that song in like weeks. And you're like, yep, sure yeah. can. <laughs> that's a and great, like, great like little warmed up to belting and your something else is like a legit song and you're like <laughs> I love it. that's a great that's a great tip and i think people get lost on that people are prepared with their first song yes. and then when get, they get asked for their second they they stumble and they falter so yes. review that backup song too review that's, the backup that's, song. That's and to mention in in these days and age particularly during the winter when it's like cold season blah 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 I have gotten to, to be a big fan of having different keys of that song also. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Because some mornings, you know, you may have gone through it yesterday and you were like, I am singing this song. And then you wake up the next morning and you're like, I can't sing this song. <laughs> so I will have certain ones that I know are like my back pocket songs that I know go for like a lot of things. I have them in different keys. Wow, that's great. Yeah. I have that's them in great. different keys and sometimes I will also have different cuts that are just as acting and vocally effective, but maybe not quite as hard. Something that I don't have to like really think of placement and blah, blah, blah. I can kind of just like sing it and have fun on, mm -hmm. on that part rather than that part. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. There's a, there are gold nuggets in there. It, Thank it, you. It's a lot, but it's just those little things that you don't realize if you take the time to do that three to four minutes that you have in that room, it is so much easier it's so much safer you feel so much more calm because you know you've done the work to do what they need if they ask you for it yeah being in the original cast of beautiful what was that process like i mean hairspray you knew about you knew how to prepare for that right. but here's an original show that you haven't seen yet yes. how did, what was that audition process yeah oh like? uh, it was incredible um for me, the audition pr process was pretty quick. Um, I was coming in towards the end of the casting process. They were looking for like two, it was literally like two black girl tracks and two white girl tracks. So when I went in, I originally sang, I believe. So that for this one, because again, it was pretty quick. I think it was maybe a week span that we went in for the original call. We came back for a dance call. Then we came in for one last producer session and we found out like maybe by the end of the day. Wow. Um, so for that, they actually sent you an audition packet from the show. Okay. So this was maybe. set up. Through I didn't a, sing anything out of my own book from that. This was set up through an agent call. Then. This was set up through an agent call. Mm -hmm. okay. um, I believe they, they probably did have some equity calls just to open up the world. But from, for mine, it was an agent call. Um, and they sent me a packet of, I believe it was, um, uh, there was like two scenes. And then, um, will you still love me tomorrow? And one fine day, wasn't it? So I was either going to be an onstage track or a swing, an offstage swing. So they had everybody doing everything of that packet. Um, so I went in and did the packet, um, sang both songs and did the scene. And then they were like, okay, great. Come back and dance uh, in a couple hours. And I was like, great. So I came back and dance and they did a little part of locomotion. Um, that was like kind of the big uh, production number of one of them. And then they did another cut from there. And then I came back the next, might've been the next day or maybe two days later um, and did the singing and uh, scene packet for the producers. Okay. 
Okay. And, and then that was the end of it. And I think later on that day, I remember getting a call from my agent and they were like, they want to verify your vocal range. And I was like, okay. Uh, and, and, you know, I told them my vocal range and I was like, and they were like, okay, we'll call you back. And I was like, okay. And about an hour later, uh, they called me and told me that I got it. Wow. Let's, let's go, go back for a minute there. So yeah. did you, what did you wear to this audition? So I think I wore, matter of fact, I think I might've wore the same dress that I wore to, <laughs> or something very, very similar. It was just like a, you know, kind of T-strapped A-lined dress with like some cute little heels, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. Nothing too costumey. Like I didn't like flip my hair or anything like that. I think, and I think even at that point I had like a little tiny short fro. So I think I may have just like pooped it up on the side and put like a flower in my hair or something like that. But um, it, you never want to go into costumey. You just want to give them like a, a vibe, a vibe of yeah. the era of the era. Not, you know, you don't need to wear like proper bell bottoms and all the things. Yeah. Just a vibe. How long did you have and how did you go about learning the songs that they sent you in the packet? I would send my music out to um, either a vocal coach or um, a pianist and have them do tracks for me. Okay. Just so I could be certain of the keys that it's in. So I could be certain of the arrangements, any key changes in it, any different melodies they might put in it, you know, things like that. And they would send me the tracks back and I would just use that to uh, practice along with. Yeah, I think a mistake that some people make is listening to a CD over and over again. And then somebody's plunking it out on the piano you know, and you're like, what is that song? What are you singing? <laughs> exactly. And it's literally not the same song, like at all. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. was, you're killing it. You're crushing it. Things are crazy, but you are so wicked talented. Where can people see you? What are you working on? How can people reach out and get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, well, uh, I'm on all the all the social maids um, <laughs> at Gabs Reed, G-A-B-Z Reed, R-E-I-D, um, on all the things. So you can always find me there. Um, I have just started working with a really cool company, um, Artists Beyond, where you can actually um, go on and actually book a session with me, um, a half, half hour, hour, um, and we can work on some songs or work on scene work or just kind of chat about this industry and, you know, how to move this forward. It kind of be like a chat with you and I, but with friends out there in the world. Um, so you can do that. Um, I just recently, like I, I had said it before, um, I was cast in the very first all green screen movie musical. Um, it is called Estella Scrooge, uh, a, a Christmas Carol with a twist. Congratulations. Um, I'm so freaking excited about it. We just watched it the other day. It is beautiful. I mean, my, John my, Caird, directed by John Caird, like- yes you know, theater icon, icon. You know, Tony it Award winner, nuts. nominee. And you I mean, talk about Harry a nutty Amazing. Literally everything. And you talk about a sign of the times. Not only was it the first green screen musical, but it was basically completely done over Zoom. <laughs> yeah, out of town. It wasn't videoed over Zoom. We were in a proper like green green screen space with actual cameras. But like, for instance, John, the musical director, all of the producers, all on Zoom, on, on monitors on the floor all on Zoom. John was act literally directing us from London. Wow. Yeah, it was it was unreal. It's, it's so beautiful. The music is so fun. And it's just, it's a really, really beautiful uh, retelling of a, a new telling of a story. It's really great. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And what about your health and, and fitness? 
Oh yeah. Um, my husband and I have been, and again, it's one of those things you got to do. You got to have a little side something. Um, but again, aside something that you actually really enjoy also. So you're not like burning yourself out. Um, my husband and I, for the last like five or six years, we had gotten really into just kind of health and wellness and fitness and, you know, trying to just better ourselves. And, uh, you know, a lot of it sometimes is this industry too. You gotta, gotta look right. Um, <laughs> uh, so we, um, started our own, uh, fitness company, uh, team fit Panda. Um, the name actually comes from uh, our son dash, as I was pregnant with him, we didn't want to know the sex. So uh, we kept, we called him Panda, a black and white baby. <laughs> I guess <laughs> white. Uh, Anna. Uh, so we called him Panda. So we uh, kind of has just kind of kept the Panda theme rolling and um, Team Fit Panda. And we are, uh, we partnered with an amazing company um, with an amazing um, collagen based um, uh, health and wellness products for weight loss, weight gain, uh, skincare, uh, joint promotion, all sorts of things. And it's just like all over amazing body wellness. Um, and, uh, and we've just been helping people feel their best over this crazy year. And it's been really, really rewarding. And we've met some amazing people who have just really broadened our worlds and our lives. And it's just been, it's been incredible. So yeah, That's you can find us. Find us there too. All right. Well, throw me those those links and <laughs> we'll put them up in the show notes, and that way people don't have to search for it. They can just they can just click right on it. Oh, perfect! I love it. It's been so wonderful having you on today. But I'm not quite done with you yet. Is it okay if I bring you back in a minute for <laughs> our lightning round? Yes. Gabrielle Reed, it's time for the lightning round. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> All right. We got 15 questions for you. We're going to get through it as quickly as possible. Okay. Here we go. First question. First Broadway soundtrack you obsessed over? <gasps> Rent. Uh, Go-to song when singing in the shower? Anything Sarah Bareilles. I absolutely adore her music. So I could, I could put on all of her albums straight through and just sing away. Yeah. I'm going to need one, Gabby. I'm going to need one. Only one? Uh, 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 um, the Light. Oh, all right. Cake or pie? Cake. <laughs> Show you wish you could go back in time to be in. Oh, you know what? I think off the top of my head, I would say uh, there's this gorgeous little show called Pearly. Um, Pearly was one of my very first songs that I worked on at AMDA. And I don't know what it was about that song. I just fell in love with it. It's just such a sweet, sweet song. And it just, it sits perfectly in my voice. And it's just, yeah, I, that it would probably be that show. Who is someone that if they punched you in the face, you would not be mad at? Tracy Ellis Ross. I love her. She's literally, I, I like that is, would probably be the pinnacle if I could like play her younger sister at some point. If you could do one show for the next five years, what would it be? Uh, what just popped in my head actually was the last five years. Hey. Okay. I love that music. I love that show. I love it. Say good day, mate, in an Australian accent. Good, good day, mate. Good. All right, I'll take it. I'll totally take it. <laughs> I looked crazy doing it, but I think I did it. <laughs> Stephen Sondheim is writing a new musical about your favorite childhood toy. What is it? Me and Sondheim are not friends. I do not understand his music. Um, but um, my favorite childhood toy, oh, I'd probably have to say my set of New Kids on the Block dolls. <laughs> I would love to hear Stephen Sondheim's retelling when, of the New Kids on the Block journey. Me? Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be amazing. Just, you've got the right stuff, but so, I'll I was just going to say, the right stuff, a new musical by Stephen Sondheim. Yes. Done. Done. <laughs> South Pacific or Oklahoma? South Pacific. 
Sour Patch Kids or Swedish Fish? Sour Patch Kids. Which animal brings more joy to the world, squirrels or llamas? Oh, squirrels. Llamas spit at you, don't they? Go-to cast album when you're on a road trip. Uh, right now, it's Waitress. Duet you enjoy singing both parts to? Oh, um, uh, uh, Wicked, um, For Good. Oh. Oh, I love those harmonies at the end. It's beautiful. Next superhero to have a Broadway musical? Me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, oh, Black Panther. Come on. Oh. <laughs> yes, I can see it. I want to be Shuri. That's all I know. <laughs> All right, I show up to an audition. You haven't seen me dance, heard me sing, watch me act. What do you typecast me as? Oh my God, what a hard question. You're one of the few people who knew me when I had hair, so I don't know if that helps. It wasn't that much though, Christian. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I heart you. Um, I think, I think I could see you as, I could even see you as a berry in Beautiful. All right. I know, your personal, I know your personality. You would kill those jokes and stuff. Oh man, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. I really could see that. Thank you, Gabby. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're well, like, I'm, my day is done. My day is done. I'm going to go listen to the soundtrack right now and I'm going to listen to you. <laughs> hey, it's been so wonderful having you on. Congratulations on everything. Uh, on your beautiful little boy as well, the Duke of Washington Heights. Uh, he's the best. He's I wish you all the best and uh, I hope to see you real soon when the world starts opening you. back up and I can. See you, see you back on stage. No kidding. I know. <laughs> Please wear your mask, everyone. Be safe. If you have a huge audition coming up and you don't want to search through the same old monologue books, check out performerstuff.com. Our custom search feature lets you narrow down exactly what you're looking for, get a quick preview of the monologue, then print it out. Plus, lots of materials come straight from the playwright, so you won't walk in with the same monologue as everyone else. It's the easiest way to get your audition or classroom monologues. Search, preview, print at performerstuff.com. Man, what talent, what energy, what enthusiasm. That is why I wanted Gabrielle on the show. She is phenomenal. And her perseverance is incredible. And I just want to bring it back to that for a moment. Can you imagine auditioning eight times for the same show over the course of four years? I mean, you're going to hear no a lot in this business. And Gabrielle is a testament to why you shouldn't give up. You don't know why they're telling you no. Sometimes it's as easy as we're actually not hiring anybody right now. You got to keep at it. You got to stick to it. But a lot of great advice there from Gabrielle Reed. Make sure you check her out. You follow her. You check out her services. She is absolutely phenomenal. So Gabrielle, thank you so much for being on the show. We got to get you back on. Today on Thank You Five, I'm going to be talking about the stage musicals that were filmed that you should be watching besides Hamilton. Everybody's fallen in love with Hamilton, and I'm so glad it got released on Disney Plus for everybody to see and enjoy. But there's so many other shows that were recorded live on stage that you should be checking out. So if you saw Hamilton, which I'm going to assume that you have, uh, 
you probably already saw Newsies then too, because that's also available on Disney's, Disney Plus, and that's definitely worth checking out. But I have a top 10 list here of stage musicals that you should be watching on your television. This was a really hard list. It might be kind of controversial. I'd love to know what you think, but I'm going to start it off. Well, I have four Stephen Sondheim musicals right in a row. Don't be scared. They're for good reason, but he's my favorite. So get over it. Number one on this list is Sweeney Todd, 1982. You got to check this out if you haven't seen it already. If you're not a big Stephen Sondheim fan or you're not a Sweeney Todd fan, too bad. A lot of the directors and performers you're going to be working with, they are going to be fans. So it's best that you get acquainted with it. So make sure you check out the original Sweeney Todd 1982 version. But the uh, the 2001 concert version with Patti Lapone, and it, it, that one's really good too. But let's see the actual Broadway production. Number two, Sunday in the Park with George, with Mandy Patinkin and Bernadette Peters. The show won a Pulitzer Prize. I mean, come on. You need to check it out. Into the Woods, Bernadette Peters, Joanna Gleason, Chip Zion. It's worth checking out. Make sure if you've only seen the Disney movie version, then you need to check out the original Broadway production. And my final Stephen Sondheim show is Passion. Unbelievable show. If you haven't seen Passion, make sure you're checking it out. Incredible talent on that stage. I, I didn't think I cared. I, when I was watching the show originally, I was like, mm, I don't care. I don't care. I care. I care. It caught me off guard. Love that show. It really grew on me over the uh, Amazing. 2001's Fosse. Dancers, performers, come on. You got to see Fosse. You have to enjoy that. You have to respect the man. You have to respect the artistry of those performers on stage. Man, they can dance their faces off. Legally Blonde. This originally aired on MTV. This is just a really fun production. And yes, performers from Legally Blonde who were in this production are friends of this show, but that's not why I put it on the list. The show is so much fun. It is filled with such amazing talent. And I think really, if you have a non-theater person in your life, this is a show that you can watch together. So much fun, Legally Blonde. Rent is on the list. The closing production of Rent on Broadway was recorded. Make sure you check that out. It's an iconic piece of Broadway history. You have to see that one. Kinky Boots, okay. I didn't know Kinky Boots was recorded until far too late. So that is definitely worth checking out. That's an amazing show. Billy Elliot, the musical. When I saw this production on Broadway, I thought this should be required viewing for all aspiring male dancers. I mean, as a young male dancer, as a formerly young male dancer, this show, it, it's just required viewing. It is unbelievable. So great. And topping off the list is Miss Saigon. I love the show. There was rumors of Miss Saigon becoming a movie. And after watching this filmed production, uh, I don't know if it would be a good movie. Yeah, I love the show. I love the music. This It's phenomenal. But watching it, can this really be a movie musical? I'm not sure. I'd love to know if you think Miss Saigon would be a good movie musical, especially after watching them zoom in on the stage and zoom in on their faces. It's just... It's very, very different. And I know you can't tell the same story the same way in different medium, but still, I'd love to hear your opinion. And so many musicals left off this list. I mean, like Pippin from the late what, 79 or 80. Uh, Everybody Loves Jamie was recorded and it's going to become a movie. So you might want to check that one out before the movie version comes out. Uh, Passing Strange, Falsetto Land, 
so many good productions. If you don't know where to find these or you don't know what's available to watch, I mean, the internet's right there, but you could probably just Google or Wikipedia live Broadway shows or Broadway shows recorded live on stage. They probably have a great list there for you. And, and that's my list, maybe a bit controversial, but hopefully it inspires you to check out something new, some great works available while you're at home. Thank you, Five. If you need music for an audition or a voice lesson, Performer Stuff's got you covered. PerformerStuff.com offers not only full music sheets, but also 32-bar and 16-bar cuts, pre-selected by our on-staff music directors with an intro and easy-to-read sheet for your accompanist. If you need some help practicing, you can download an audition bundle with the sheet music, a vocal lead, and practice track. Plus, the audio on the track matches the sheet music, so you can walk into your audition knowing exactly what to expect. As always, our search feature makes it easy for you to find what you're looking for. So when you need music, come check us out at performerstuff.com. Today on Professor's Corner, somebody very special, someone who has experience both on stage and off stage. Along with her numerous television, movie, and Broadway credits, she's also a voice acting coach. She teaches audition techniques and college audition prep. She's a certified Rock the Audition coach, and she's on the faculty at Nazareth College in New York. You're going to want to listen to what she has to say because she has been there and done that. Please welcome to Professor's Corner, Nicolette Hart. Nicolette Hart, thank you for joining us for Professor's Corner today. With all of your experience being on the faculty at Nazareth and the master classes you teach and the teaching of uh, our maybe our next crop of musical theater superstars, I really <laughs> welcome your advice and the information that you give. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So with the, with the students that you teach, you know, what is it that you're teaching them or instilling in them to arm them for a future in theater? Yeah, I think it's it's multifaceted. Um, I think if there's anything that this year taught us, it's that um, theater can go away for a minute. And that's really scary. Um, it's really scary now. It was scarier nine months ago. I think we're on the upside of things. Um, but it, it in reinforced what I talked to my students about, which is um, be a, a well-rounded person, right? It's great if you know every song written by Irving Berlin. And it's great if you, you know, the triple pirouettes, like land those triples and work your, your flexibility and read music and all of those things, right? But also having an understanding of psychology, having an overview understanding of religions and um, sociology, body language, all of those things just make you a better actor, a smarter actor. Um, it means you will get through an interview more articulately. Um, you know, to be the one that gets asked to do the press when there's press junkets is a great honor. Um, and that's always nice to be able to do. And it's something that I think people don't expect from performers. Sometimes they don't expect them to be worldly or globally conscious. I think this generation is the first to really say there's other things that are important and they become very sort of socially conscious. Um, but wrapping that into your studies, I think, is important, too. And if you're in a college setting, having a minor in business or communications or the recording industry, if that's interesting to you or whatever it might be, um, 
not as a fallback or a backup, but because it makes you more well-rounded and gives you more options when you're facing a time like this. Web design, you know, what a great thing to pivot to when you can't be on a stage. Um, you know, students that are great at theory, doing finale work, doing making sheet music for, for kids, that kind of thing. Yeah, I like that. You know, it also makes you a better conversationalist. Last time when you were on, we talked about uh, being somebody that they want to hang out with at an audition, right? Like, I'm <laughs> yes. going to be with this person for six months for a year. You know, So when you're in that audition room or when you're casually talking to a potential agent or casting director, having more depth to your personality other than being able to quote every Stephen Sondheim show really adds something to your personality just yeah. in casual conversation. Yes. And, and you know, it's not just, it's very much so what this year has taught us about theater going away, but shows close, yeah. you know? Yes. I mean, you could, you could be in a show for six months. You could be in a show for five years. That's right. You know, so what else are you going to do? What other skill set do you have to offer? That's um, right. I like that. That's, that's yeah. great. I think it's really important. I, I, I really do. And also, you know, understanding more music outside of musical theater too, just so that your your vocals are informed by by the true foundation of music, right? You've got to understand church. You've got to understand folk. You've got to understand rock and 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 where everything came from, jazz, and you know. Yeah, and those. Having uh, maybe a minor uh, or even just classes and other subjects, you mentioned business management mm. you know, or, or producing. There are yep. so many degrees and classes and courses that lend themselves to theater so well yeah. you know, for that next career. I mean, I absolutely I spent, you know, a, a, I was. I was very lucky to spend so long as a professional dancer and acrobat, but there came a time where I couldn't do that anymore. And I didn't sure. train my vocals to sustain a career as a singer, mm -hmm. but I was able to go into a career as stage manager. And, you know, I right. became an administrator and I became an right. executive at Disney because of the other skills I've learned. And that's huge. And I think that that's important too. And I didn't mention that, but obviously what you're saying about understanding the behind the scenes of theater as well. Get in a costume shop, you know, do some lighting stuff, get, build a set, all of those things to really have an appreciation and an understanding that it is an all encompassing thing, theater, you know, which is also why so many people are suffering right now. Hundreds of thousands of people that are involved in putting a show on. Yep. You know. Yeah, it's easy to think of the actors. Right. But what about the lighting designer? What about the prop maker? What about the cosmetologist? <laughs> the know, press or, people, the caterer, I mean, whoever. Yeah, it's. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think people think of it as a backup. Your mm. backup doesn't have to be very far from theater to have a different career. Your, your yeah, backup right. could benefit theater. Oh, like, absolutely. In web design. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, you know, and I think the way kids are be, being educated is uh, tricky right now. I think that that we're on a we're on a potentially bad path. Just um, as great as social media has been in so many ways, I think that there is a feeling that you don't need to really know anything anymore. You don't have to concretely know anything because Siri and Alexa and Google will tell you. And if you forget, then you can ask them tomorrow. 
you know, and there's something that gets lost in that when you don't actually feel that there's an information that should be right there in your brain forever. Yeah. If you're going to sit on a bus on a national tour, you know, how are you going to carry on conversation with somebody? Yeah. You know, be an expert in something, be knowledgeable yeah. in something, and be yeah. the go-to person of something for people. Yeah. yeah. Don't just rely on Alexa and Siri and Google. I love that you said right. that. You know, like, well, it's just the world they grew up in and we didn't. And we don't, we, you know, it, it seems so crazy to us because we would go to the library you know, go to the library, we sit for hours or make copies of things or, you know, and just by that process, you learn and the kids don't do that anymore. But what resources do they have? I mean, when you think of, you know, you know discovering a new Broadway show, discovering a new skill, yes, we had to spend a lot of money on yeah. CDs and on music to discover new things. Mm -hmm. Or today you can look it up on YouTube and just go, oh, that's, Oh, that's Stevie Nicks' other side of the mirror album. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Which which is wonderful because the access is so wonderful, and and the the ability to be inundated with so much information is so wonderful. The negative is that they don't. This generation doesn't take the time to invest in something in any sort of real way with any sort of real time commitment, any sort of real care about it. It's just one of another things they're going to scroll through, and. And I think that there's something negative in that. And also that it's hard that everything is free has somehow made it less special. Wow, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I know where you're going. I, like I hate to say that because I want everyone to have access to everything. I want them to be able to see everything and all of that. But, but there is a, you know, it's like getting an allowance. You, 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 you value what you buy with that money a lot more if it's your money, you know? When you spend $30 on the complete symphonic recording of Les Miserables, you listen to all three CDs and you read every liner note. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, I love that. Thank you very much. I mean, I, I think instilling that into the younger people to, to really find something else, not yeah. as a backup, but to make you a more well-rounded person yeah. and make you a more well-rounded artist. I think that Absolutely. is, that is great advice. Absolutely. Nicolette, yeah. thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, where, you. where can our audience find you? Where can they reach out to you? Uh, so I guess the best place is uh, nicoletteheart.biz right now. That has a lot of information about what I do and who I am. Um, has some clips on it, things, and uh, also send you to my studio, Nicolette Hart Studios, which is my private studio. And uh, yeah, just there's a bio there and some information if anyone's interested. All right, well, I'll, I'll link it up in the show notes. <laughs> that way people can click on it and, and find you. I really yeah. appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Join me, Mark Pawsey, your host for Pro Series on performerstuff.com with friends and colleagues from the entertainment world whom I've had the pleasure to work alongside during my illustrious show business career. Together in conversation, we share our knowledge, experiences, wisdom and passion for the arts. From Broadway and the West End to theme parks, cruise ships and everything in between, Pro Series will bring you tips on how we succeeded in this industry that we love and respect. Pro Series, conversations with the pros, brought to you by PerformerStuff.com. Well, there you go. Learning from the best from two extraordinary women. I want to just recap a couple of things. 
a couple of things that Gabby said, I mean, her lesson of perseverance and keep going back and staying professional at all of your auditions. But the fact that that audition starts the moment you grab the handle and the door into the, into the audition, you're always performing. You're always on stage. You're always being judged. The moment your hand touches that doorknob to go into the audition, you're auditioning. And it doesn't stop until that door closes behind you. Great advice from Gabrielle Reed. And of course, Nicolette Hart, you know, being a well-rounded performer, she really made me think of some of the great comedians. Why are comedians so great? Because they're so educated. They're so well-rounded. They can speak of many things. They're not one-trick ponies. You don't want to be a one-trick pony. So expand your knowledge, expand your personality, and be a well-rounded performer. It's only going to benefit you throughout your career and throughout your life. So thank you, Gabrielle Reed. Thank you, Nicolette Hart. On the next episode, another fantastic opportunity for you to learn from some of the greats. We have Mr. David Silvestri joining us. He can't, He's currently in the cast of Come From Away in Toronto, and he's going to be talking about that experience, but also auditioning for the understudy of Jean Valjean in Les Miserables and having Cameron McIntosh and Boo Bill and Stromberg in the audition room. Could you imagine? I could not. Sean Michael Flowers is also going to be back, and he's going to be talking uh, about your network and why you should have the audacity to believe that the impossible is possible, and that leading to a phone call to Stephen Schwartz. Tune in for our next episode, and join me in the holding room next week. <laughs>